you. We give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you for such a beautiful day. Thank you, Lord, that in everything, one thing we acknowledge this morning is that you love us. And in this, oh God, we anchor everything. For we recognize there is nothing that can separate us from your love. By choice, you love us. And by choice, you continue to love us. Thank you. As we seek to hear your word today, we pray, O oh God, for revelation. We pray, O oh God, that your truth that we embrace will bring about change in our lives. And our lives will not be the same again, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. And so when we started out this year, Pastor said to us our focus would be on the person of Jesus. And over the past months, we've taken time to share on the statements that Jesus made. I am the bread of life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And all of the declarations of Jesus were taking time to expound on them. I walked into the sanctuary this morning and Pastor Larry was praying and I felt like he was taking a part of my message. I was saying with Dupe, I said, oh God, I don't even know what to share anymore. But that being said, please open with me to the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 9. I'm going to begin from verse 13. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 13. Is a slide walking? Okay, thank you. Hebrews, Hebrews. Hebrews 9, verse 13. Sorry, Hebrews 13, verse 9. I'm sorry. Sorry, Hebrews 13, verse 9. It says, do not be carried about with various and strange doctrines. For it is good that a heart be established by grace. Not with food which have not profited those who have been occupied with them. This morning, I'm going to take off from the statement, for it is good that a heart be established by grace. What is grace? Grace is the embodiment of what Jesus, through his death, burial, and resurrection, has accomplished. Grace is the embodiment of, the, of all that Jesus has accomplished through his death, burial, and resurrection. So the scripture is saying here, do not let your heart be established with various doctrines, but let your heart be established in that which Christ has accomplished. If I'm going to interpret that scripture. Let your heart be established in that which Christ has accomplished. But before then he went further to, before then he says, do not be carried away with various and strange doctrines. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, I believe verse 3, Timothy would admo um, Paul admonishing Timothy said, there could come a time where men would not desire sound doctrine, but because they have itchy ears, they would desire those things that are fruitful to the flesh. So here, Paul 
the writer of Hebrews is saying, do not be carried away by strange doctrines, but let your heart be established in all that Christ has accomplished. If I'm going to paraphrase all of this, the writer of Hebrews is saying, do not be carried away by shadows, but let your heart be established in substance. Do not let your heart be carried away by shadows, but let your heart be established in substance. What do we mean by shadows? Hebrews chapter 10 verse 1. What do we mean by shadows? Hebrews chapter 10 verse 1. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 1. I think you guys just like Samuel this morning. He said, for the law, having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never with these same sacrifices which they offer continually, year by year, make those who approach perfect. So what the scripture is saying here is, the law happens to be a shadow. And because it's a shadow, it could not accomplish what the substance has been able to accomplish. That's what the scripture is saying. So what do we mean when we talk about the law? This morning, I want to break it down by just breaking it into Old Testament and New Testament. So what the scripture is saying here to us is, do not let your heart be carried away by the things that you can achieve in and of yourself. What is the law or what is the Old Testament? You see, the Old Testament and the New Testament unveils two types of relationship. The Old Testament unveils the relationship of what man can achieve. And the New Testament establishes what man can, when God, God, what the relationship with God that man can enjoy. In other words, The New Testament is built on a relationship with God upon what Christ has accomplished for us. Are you following me? Okay. This morning so far, I've talked about shadows and substance. And so now I'm talking about what does law and substance mean? What does the shadow and substance mean? I'm talking about the fact that there are two types of relationship in which uh, that are unveiled for us in the scripture. One relationship in the Old Testament talks about what man can achieve. The other relationship talks about what relationship with God, what relationship man has with God, that which Christ has accomplished for man. Amen? Now, the Old Testament says to us here, or the law says to us, that it is a shadow of good things to come. I want to submit to you, the good things has already come. That good thing is Jesus. But I want to lay this down a bit more for us to understand where I'm going this afternoon. The Bible says here, do not let your heart be established. Do not not be carried away by strange doctrines, but let your heart be established by grace. I want to say to you this morning, That the Old Testament cannot be supplemented with the New Testament. The New Testament has replaced the Old Testament. We today live in the reality of what Christ has accomplished for us as a people. 
Now, Jesus, I said, is the substance. When Jesus showed up, he gave meaning to everything you and I think of or see as shadow in the Old Testament. To buttress this further, open with me to the book of First Peter chapter 1 verse 10. First Peter chapter 1 verse 10. The Old Testament is Jesus concealed. And the New Testament is Jesus revealed. First Peter chapter 1 verse 10. Of this salvation, the prophets have inquired and searched carefully. Who prophesied of the grace that would come to you? Verse 11. Searching what or what manner of time? The spirit of Christ who was in them was indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. Here's what the scripture is saying here. That prior to now, before Jesus came, you heard an inkling. You had an understanding. We all know what a shadow is. A shadow is, is like a supplement or a shadow is an example of the real image. In other words, a shadow does not really give you the substance of the thing. You just see, when you stand behind the sun, you see your shadow. But the real person that you're seeing on the floor is not you. What you're seeing is just your shadow. So the scripture is saying here, what the prophets are prophesied, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Nehemiah, um, Nahum, all of the prophets, what they are prophesied up until now is that a good thing is coming, is that Jesus is coming. But when Jesus now showed up, we now have Jesus now the reality explaining to us and sharing with us that our life is no longer going to be ruled by the things that we see in the Old Testament, which is through the law. Our life now will be led by the reality of what Christ has accomplished for us. Are you following me? Please open with me now to the book of Acts. No, open with me to the book of John chapter 5 verse 39. Do not let your heart be carried away with various and strange doctrines. For it is good that a heart be established by grace. In John chapter 5 verse 39. Jesus saying here. You search the scriptures. For in them. You think you have eternal life. These are they which testify of me. What am I saying? Let me just break down a few things here before we go further. Many times we are carried away by what we want to achieve for God. Or how we want to get approval in the sight of God. What the scripture is saying here is, I want you to set all of that aside. I want you to hold on to the real substance. Understand that the real substance has replaced what you can do. The real substance now is you relaxing in what he has accomplished for you. This is the case that I'm trying to lay this afternoon. The Bible says, do let your heart be established by the grace of God. What do we mean when we say, let your heart be established by the grace of God? If we are saying here that your heart, the Bible says this, that where the, where the, where the treasure of a man is, there his heart will be. What the scripture, 
What did you say? Yeah. Where, yeah, your treasure, basically, your heart is anchored to where your treasure is at, basically. Um, so the scripture is saying here to you, whatever may be a treasure to you and I, whatever our heart is anchored to, if it does not pass the litmus test of the finished work of Christ, it falls under various and strange doctrines. In other words, if my heart is anchored to my achievement, what my skill has brought me, the things that I've been able to do for myself, the scripture is saying here to you, it is based on various and strange doctrines. In other words, it is not established on something. For you, for the word establishment means to be firmly in place. So the scripture is saying here, for you to be firmly in place, it takes grace. And for you to know grace, you have to know the difference between the law and grace. The law says, is what I can accomplish. Grace says it was, is what Jesus has finished. And so you and I have a choice every day between what I can do for myself and what Jesus has accomplished for me. What am I saying? If Christ is not the focal point of everything that I do, every decision that I make, every, every, every word that comes out of my mouth, if Christ is not the focal point, it fails in the litmus test of being established in grace. Bottom line, if for example, my home, I'm enjoying the peace of God. Myself and my husband, there is no rancor. We have the peace of God. We are enjoying ourselves. And I think for one minute, it's because I am behaving right. I think for one minute, it is because I, have, I cook well. It is because I give my husband the right thing. You know what I'm talking about. If, okay. Unbelievable. 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 All of you, you are like your father. He said the same thing too. Okay. If I think for one minute, it is because I have those things going well. That my home is where it is right now. I have failed to understand the grace of God. Do not let your heart be moved by any other thing. But be established by grace. I get up tomorrow and they give me a contract that I've been longing for. And I come around thinking it's by myself. I have failed to understand this scripture. Let your heart be established by grace. What do we mean by this grace? Acts, please with me, open with me to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 20. What do we mean by this grace? Acts chapter 20. Verse 24 and 32. But none of these things move me. 
nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. Verse 32. So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. What the scripture is saying here is, I commend you to Jesus Christ. In other words, grace is a person. In John chapter 1 verse 17, the Bible says grace, truth and grace came by Jesus. What am I saying to you here? The Bible is saying here, let your heart be established in Jesus, period. So that whatever you do, you are seeing them through the lenses of Christ. Whatever you accomplish, you are seeing them through the lenses of Christ. Hence, Jesus can boldly say when he came into the scene. In, in Luke chapter 24, before I get to where I was, I want, I, I'm going to go to now. In Luke chapter 24, when Jesus was walking on the road to Emmaus with the disciples, the Bible talked about how he opened their eyes and he explained to them from the scriptures everything about himself. In other words, from the Old Testament, everything the prophets pointed to was Jesus. First Peter chapter 1 verse 10 tells us, Isaiah, Jeremiah, every one of them, they desired to see this day that you and I are in. But the Bible says they only got a glimpse of it. It was just a shadow of the good things to come. It was what they longed for. They were looking for this good thing. But the Bible says it is made for you and I. I want to submit to you. As long as you have Jesus, you have the good things. Because Isaiah longed for this day that you are in. Jeremiah longed for this day that you are in. If you can understand what it means for your heart to be established in Jesus, it means that you are anchored to him, you are immovable, you are unshakable, you are rooted completely in Christ. Therefore, there is nothing that comes your way that can easily move you. My goodness. When I preached that to myself, I was jumping off. What am I saying to you? It is Jesus plus nothing. It's not Jesus and my skill. It's not Jesus and my resources. It's Jesus and Jesus alone. The only reason your marriage will work is because of Jesus. The only reason your business will prosper is because of Jesus. The only reason your heart can be in peace, irrespective of what your children may act like, is because of Jesus. The Bible says, let your heart be established by grace. In other words, let your heart be anchored to Jesus. When Paul prayed that prayer in Acts chapter 20 verse 32, you know what Paul was saying? It was like almost saying goodbye to the, to the guys that he was with. He wasn't sure of his faith anymore. He wasn't sure if he was going to see them anymore. 
But when he was going to finalize it in verse 32, he says, all of what I'm saying is this. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance amongst the saints. Paul was saying, I commend you to Jesus. I have searched all around. The only answer I have is Jesus. I have been through everything. The only answer I have is Jesus. In the darkest hour, it's been Jesus. Through the storm, it's been Jesus. Even when I didn't know where I was going, it's been Jesus. When I was confused, it is Jesus. Therefore, this Jesus that I only know as the answer, I commend you to him. For every mother in the house, your children may be where they need to be. For those that are not where they are, I give you the word of Paul this morning. I commend them to God and to the word of his grace that is able to build them up and give them an inheritance amongst the saints. Because if it's not Jesus, it is nothing. It is what the Old Testament prophets looked for. It is what the disciples looked for. They found all the answer. All Peter would say is that this salvation it came by Jesus Christ. This salvation is the grace that we preach. This salvation is the good news that we preach. What am I saying to you? The grace of God is the good news of God. The grace of God is Jesus. The only thing you and I have this morning is that grace that we can embrace. The only thing you and I can hold on to this morning is that person called Jesus. That irrespective of where you may be right now, the answer to your life is Jesus. If you look to your side, it is Jesus. If you look to your back, it is Jesus. If you look to your front, it is Jesus. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He's the one that will stand with you. He said, Lord, I am with you. To the ends of the ages, I will be with you. I want to say to you this morning, I don't care what you're looking at. I don't care who you're looking to. I want you to look at Jesus. That's why the scripture will say, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Oh, for the joy that was set before him. So that you will not be tossed to and fro, he paid a price. So that life issues may not shake you, he paid a price. What am I saying to you? No wonder Jesus will say, I am the bread of life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He didn't say, I know the way. He says, I am the way. He says to you this morning, I am the resurrection. I am the life. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I want you to know whatever it is that you need. The Bible says it is a present help in the time of need. That is your God. That is who he is to you. That is Jesus. Let your heart be established in Jesus. You and I are the generation 
of the good things. The Old Testament prophets were looking for the good things. But the Bible says to us, Jesus, the mediator of a better covenant. I want you to know everything in your life, it is good because of Jesus. Everything you're longing for, it is good because of Jesus. You are a generation of the good things. Let nobody lie to you. The Bible says, he that did not spare his son and freely gave him for us all. How shall he with him not freely give us all things? In other words, there is nothing that you desire today that Jesus has not paid for. There is nothing that you need today that Jesus has not paid for. If you are in need of peace, is the prince of peace. If you are in need of love, he is the God of love. Whatever it is that you find that you need in your life, I am saying to you, Jesus is your answer. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. Oh, a song says he came to show us the way. No, 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 no. He is the way. And that's why we are called the people of the way. You are the way. As long as you are a child of God, you are the way. Don't be religious. Whatever Jesus is, is what you are. If Jesus is the good shepherd, you are a good shepherd. If Jesus is the door, you are the door. If Jesus is life, you are life. Everywhere you go, no matter if that thing is dead, it has to come alive. I'm talking to someone this morning. Don't let circumstances of life define the greatness of the God that is on the inside of you. Because nothing, nothing can separate you from him. You are engraved in his heart. Pastor said it is something you cannot erase. You cannot be erased from his mind. When you wake up every morning, you're on his mind. When you go to bed at night, you're on his mind. Irrespective of the circumstances that come your way, you are on his mind. He has made up his mind to love you. He has made up his mind to show his good things in your life. And no matter the curveball the world throws at you, Jesus is your cushion, is your support. The Bible says is your fortress, is your exceedingly great reward. I want you to know this morning, mothers especially, God is your exceedingly great reward. I want you to know irrespective of what you may be going through, God is your, God is your reward. In every aspect of your life, both the men and the women, the fathers and the mothers, every one of us, I have a word for you this morning. Let your heart be established in grace. Let your heart be established in Jesus. Everything that you do, if it does not have Jesus in it, shove it aside. Everything that you say, if it does not have the fragrance of Christ in it, throw it aside. Let your focal point be Jesus. When you go to sleep, it's Jesus. Everything you do, let everyone around you smell that fragrance of Christ that is in you. Because at the end of it all, you are already commended to the word of his grace. I want to submit to you this afternoon as I wrap up. I plan it to be a very short message. 
And the reason for that is so you can go home and celebrate. But I want to say to you this afternoon. Jesus is the only way. Do you understand why when he took his disciples to the Mount of Configuration, Transfiguration? And they said to him, oh, this is Moses. This is Elijah. And Moses represented the law. Elijah represented the prophets. And they now saw Jesus. He said, let us now put a memorial here. Immediately, God made the two disappear. And he said, this is my beloved son. This one is what I want, I want you to hear. This one, this one is the one you have to hear. Is this one. He made the rest go away. Because there's a tendency as man that we can begin to pick from the flesh. We can begin to say it's flesh plus Jesus. Jesus, and we think we have a result. But God immediately shut their mouth. He said, no, 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 no. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. This one is what I, who I want you to hear. What am I saying to you? Hear Jesus and your life would make a difference on this earth that you belong. Invariably, the knowledge of Christ is the enjoyment of grace. The knowledge of Christ is the enjoyment of grace. Bottom line, here is where I'm going with this message. We've been hearing, whatever it is that you have, you need to share it. You need to bring others to the knowledge of this truth. In other words, Please go with me first to the book of Hebrews, the same Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 9. I don't know what's wrong with me on this chapter 9. Let's read from verse 10. We have an altar from which those who serve the tabernacle have no right to heat. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burned outside the camp. Therefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his blood, suffered outside the gate. Therefore, let us go forth to him outside the camp, bearing his reproach. For here we have no continuity, but we seek the one to come. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. Verse 16. But do not forget to do good and to share. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleasing. In other words, once your heart is established in grace, the only end result is that you want to share it. As long as everything you built is by grace. That is the most important thing. Open with me to Zechariah chapter 4. And that's how we're going to pray this afternoon. Zechariah chapter 4. What I'm saying is we need to be Christocentric. We need to be Christ-centered. Hebrews uh, sorry again, Zechariah chapter 4. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> verse from verse 6 and 7, Zechariah 4. For he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, 
not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Verse 7. Who are you, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? You shall become a plain, and it shall bring forth the capstone with shout of grace to it. You know what got me was a definition of capstone. The word capstone means a crown of achievement. What the scripture is saying here, the crown of your achievement, I hope at the end of the day, you can say is grace, grace. Whether it be your children, whether it be your home, whether it be the empire that you built, the capstone of your achievement, the crown of your achievement, I hope it had better be said, grace, grace, that you understand it is not by power, it is not by might, but by my spirit. And it's in that same vein, you can turn around to someone else and say, let me show you the way. Let me show you how it's done. It's not by power, nor by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Do not let your heart be established in the shadows, but set your mind on the substance. Jesus is the substance, is the God of the good things. You have the good things. You are the good things. You are the generation of them that carry the great grace of God. I want you to stand to your feet with me this afternoon. One of the results of when you are established by grace is that you are at rest. You are immovable. Your confidence level is built up. I'm saying this afternoon, I want you to just close your eyes and just talk to him. What is the crown of your achievement? Has it been by grace? Everything about your life, do you juxtapose it upon the finished work of Christ? Does he have an inkling of the things that you think you put in it? For all our young ones, whether it's your education, whether it's the career you hope to achieve, whatever you're pursuing in life, I want to submit to you, is only by the grace of God. And I want you to just pray this afternoon. Lord, I want my heart to be established by grace. My home to be established by grace. The Bible says where the treasure of a man is, there his heart will be. Is Jesus your treasure? Is that where your heart is? The Bible says it's in that place that your heart is established which is Christ, that you enjoy the grace of God. The knowledge of Christ is the enjoyment of grace. Father, we want to thank you. We give you praise this afternoon. We thank you, Lord, that after all has been said and done, we understand that you did not spare your son, but you freely gave him up for us. That we may be called the righteousness of God 
in Christ Jesus. We recognize that everything that we do has to be Christ-centered. We lift our homes before you. We lift our relationships before you. We lift our skills before you. We lift our careers before you. We lift our education before you. Father, we rededicate them to the grace of God. We commend ourselves to you, God, to the word of your grace that is able to build us up and give us an inheritance amongst the saints. Father, this afternoon we pray, may our heart, O oh God, be awakened afresh to understand and know that without a shadow of a doubt, you love us, you embrace us, you are here for us, you are the good things of our life. May our eyes be open to know, O oh God, that we have the good things in life. For you said you have given us all good things to enjoy. My God, you have given us Christ to enjoy. Father, may Christ be the center of everything. As a body, may Christ be the center of everything for us. Father, may every word we speak, may every decision we make, Father, may it find, oh God, its focal point in Jesus. And so, Lord, this afternoon, oh God, we thank you that your grace, grace is upon us. Father, we look at the crown of our achievements and we speak grace, grace this afternoon. That everything, oh God, that we build, oh God, we understand it is not by might, nor by power, but by your spirit. And so, Father, this afternoon, in the name of Jesus, we declare, almighty God, that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ will carry every home. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ will carry every career. The grace of God will be abundant upon every education. The grace of God will be abundant upon every business. That we, oh God, will become like the woman at the well with Jesus. Having embraced grace, having embraced the way, she ran out to her neighbors and said, come and see. Father, may we be like Philip when he came to Nathaniel. And say, we have found him. Father, we pray today that as we step out of this building, as we interact with men and women, may the grace that we carry, may we release it into their lives. May they see, O oh God, and perceive the grace that we carry. Father, may we look for opportunities to do good. Because, Lord, the good things have been given to us. He was said of the Lord Jesus. He went about doing good. Healing all them that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. Father, we know you are with us. We choose to go about doing good. At our place of work, we do good. In the marketplace, we do good. Everywhere we go, we do good. We are looking to give out this grace that our heart is established in that men and women oh God may come to you and we like David can say taste and see that the Lord is good brethren I commend you to God and to the word of his grace that is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all that are sanctified God bless you all